0: Welcome to Back to the 80s Radio, the show where we talk about the awesome memories that make us so dang nostalgic. It's not living in the past. It's just recognizing how sweet we had it. I want to thank you for joining us on another show. And of course, we can't do the show alone because as always, he is here to torment us or to make us laugh. Is a man (laughs) that has been seen (laughs) at Licorice Pizza back in the 80s buying nothing but records from Culture Club and The Cure and he's been spotted on several occasions today selling him to you on birthday par- <laughs> on birthday parties singing nothing but starship songs
2: we this city.
0: to us here he is known as the wondrous chang
3: I will ring the bell till the cows come home. I will ring the bell till the angels fall from the sky. I will ring the bell till you go to hell because you <laughs> have not proclaimed me to be the victor. Ah, uh, but you know what? I'm glad our
0: I'm glad you mentioned I, it. And I want to thank you guys for joining us because today marks the last day. Of then our lose. time travel through the 80s and through 80s music. We've been talking about Billboard's top right. 10, top 5 of all of the 1980s. We started in 1980, and now we end up in 1989. I also mentioned to you last week that we got screwed over by our podcast platform, saying that we had to take down a bunch of shows. So they were taken down, but they're going to be edited and put right back up. Also, if you want to hear the extended song, right? You don't want to hear this little gap, and you're thinking, why the heck did that song finish up so quick? It's because yep. we can't play too much of the song until we get everything settled with the podcast platform. Ah, uh, right. it, it, write- it, it seems to K- me, yeah, it seems to me yeah. that even if you have authorization like we did to play this music, they don't even care. Anyway, long story short, you want to t- tune into to KHITS925.com. Oh, 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 a little caveat here. A little side note. Our website, 925.com, was down last week, and I'll tell you why. It was down because our lovely fans, thank you and I mean this sincerely, no, no sarcasm involved. Thank you, because you did go to the website, but it couldn't handle the thousands and thousands of you who went on at the same time to listen to the Back to the '80s show. So it broke. Our internet, it broke our internet. So here's what we're going to do. I want to have you, you can either go to khits925.com, but there may be the chance that it may go down again if too many people are on there. We just don't have right now the funds to uh, get a much larger server. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to guide you over to our Facebook page where I will have a link set there. All you do is you download whether you have an Android or an Apple device, download the Live 365 app. Live 365 app. And then once you've downloaded it, you search for KHITS 92.5. It may be there as KHITS 92.5. The point is you look for KHITS 92.5. And there you're going to be hearing music 24 hours a day. But on Fridays at 5 p.m., Pacific, you will hear the Back to the 80s radio show, okay? And that website, that app will never go down. Knock on wood. Anyway, a big shout out to everybody listening to us through every single platform. Thank you. Today, as I mentioned, we're going to be finishing our time travel through the 80s as we get ready to talk about Billboard's top five songs from 89.
3: But even more important than their list, because their list sucked, I want to give a, a special shout-out, uh, Toscano, to everybody that's a Millie Vanilli fan. Ooh. And I am only bringing that you. Uh, out because uh, you knew – I knew this list went bad uh, within the first – top 20 songs and I seen two Millie Vanilli songs and I was like, wow, (laughs) this is going to get worse. I better drink some Pepto Bismol so I don't vomit as I read through the list. Oh, oh,
0: it's bad. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make an honorable mention. Why why not make honorable mention now? Millie Vanilli, now that you mentioned them, has four places in the top 100 of Billboard in 89. Mm -hmm. They have number eight, number 16, number 21 and number 28.
3: Uh, I found it repulsive. I found it upsetting. I want to give a shout out to all you Debbie Gibson fans. (laughs) If anybody knows where Debbie Gibson went, please contact the show.
0: Stick around because when we come back, we are going through the Back to the 80s and Billboards, Top Songs of 1982.
4: Nine the greatest vocalist, indeed the greatest quasi-religious figure of the 20th century, can only be Don Ho. That's right, Tom, Don Ho! And when you think of Don Ho, what else do you think of? That's right, Hawaii! And when you think of Hawaii, there's no denying the Headbangers Ball Escape from the long, cold winter with Cinderella Contest! One winner and a guest will be rocketed to the unspoiled tropical paradise of Hawaii! Tell them about it, Tom! You and a friend will escape a long, cold winter, see Cinderella in concert, you'll play in the sand, get a tan, meet the fan. And if you're lucky, sell personal items to the locals for ten times what they're worth. Here's what you do. Send in a handwritten postcard to MTV's Escape from the Long Cold Window with Cinderella Contest, P.O. Box 1280, Radio City Station, New York, New York, 10101. So what about Don Ho? Oh, that was just a gimmick. And
2: you're on a cruise.
3: You're listening to Back to the 80s. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio. This is the Chang from Toscano and Chang. We are going heads up tonight for the last time on our Billboard Top 100 Tunes of the 1980s. We are finishing it off with 1989. Oh, then we rumble into the 90s. But that's another podcast for another time. 1989, Toscano. I'm going to say this really quick. Couple of fun facts. Yeah. Bobby Brown has 4 songs on this list. I don't get it's it. An, it's amazing uh the love and, and the the airplay that Bobby Brown got. I mean, but then again, we all know this is before he got his wife hooked on cocaine and then she right. Later died right? his kid died because of the drug uh uh scene that uh, he promoted. I'm just putting that out there. Not a big fan of Bobby Brown at all. And uh the other one that I was uh I, I tripped out on was Paula Abdul, who yes. Mr. Chang resembles. Paula Abdul had three smash hit songs followed up with my daughter, Vanessa's favorite group of 1989. That's right. All you young kids and kiddies got to remember the new kids on the block with three also hits on that billboard chart. Now, I mean, the the list goes on. There's, there's other artists here on this list that have been on mention on it, but sadly, debbie gibson was only on there once (laughs) for what reasons i don't even know Uh, i really don't even remember debbie gibson yeah you uh, do (laughs) you have a poster right behind you (laughs) i thought maybe she was like a a a childhood actress i don't know but then i see her name here but then again quickly i saw richard marx on the list and i knew oh they both have good hair that's right exactly
0: I want to remind you guys that if you do have an idea or something that you'd like to talk to us here at back to the eighties, go ahead and send us a note at back the number two, the eighties radio at gmail.com. You can also send it to us through our Facebook page directly by sending us a direct message. Also, please don't forget to leave us a positive review wherever you listen to us through. It does help us out a lot. Now, Chang, yeah, as I told you in the beginning. As we intro the show, things started going downhill, and we can tell, musically speaking. Of course, not everything, guys. We understand. i got to make those little disclaimers. We're not saying that everything was bad, but you can tell that everything started going downhill. Now, from the business standpoint, these companies, you can start seeing their claws come out. Yes, and yes. And have them, you can tell this joint thing that they had with MTV. Because MTV had a lot to do with these other artists. Killing radio. Yeah. These other artists coming out and being so popular. And so they got all this airplay. For example, if we go ahead and attack Billboard's top five, Chang, who do we have in place
3: number five? Oh, my God. This alone is, you know what, a very talented family for number five, Miss Janet Jackson michael's uh sister yeah uh, she also did some acting very pretty young girl yeah uh, could dance like crazy uh with miss you it was miss you much now janet jackson and paul abdul i believe these are the phases uh, uh, and with madonna that started the choreography that was added to music, and this is where a lot of uh, female artists got lost, and this is where the business, as you said, we started seeing their fangs and their and their claws come out as they dove in and dissected music to make it more sexy oriented rather than uh, talent. What music is intent for right. It, it, it's to bring out an emotion. Uh, it's uh, uh, so people can identify. People can get out and, and and make themselves feel good or maybe a song will heal their their pain at that time. This is exactly at that particular moment with those artists that I mentioned and what you said. We saw the decline of the music business there. I put it out there. You can agree with me. You can hate me. It doesn't really matter. I said what I had to say. Yeah. And well, not... look,
0: look what happened in place number four with Straight Up by Paul Abdul. We're talking. This is a a, a Laker girl who can Who came out and started singing. And I mean, you know, good for her. But uh, you know, her debut studio album, "Forever Your Girl." This song straight up was on it, written and produced entirely by Elliot Wolf. And it just goes to show you. Now, granted, she she could sing, she can dance. She was a performer. But does she really deserve to be on in place number four on Billboard's no. top 100 songs? Of course not. In place number of three, of course, oh, oh, is, is a band that we all know, 80s fans. Oh. We all know that Chang just straight up <laughs> hates this band. Sure. But the song, uh, kind of country-ish, you know, it was a glam metal band, uh, mm-hmm. Poison. October 1988 was a single from their second album, Open Up and Say Ah.
3: Mm. and uh, That's what I asked him to do in Hollywood. (laughs) And this is a true story. Because I mistook him for a female because I was a bit inebriated at the rainbow. Nice. What about place number two? Uh, You go ahead and, and, and read number two, please. And then I will give you my.
0: Well, from his second studio album, "Don't Be Cruel," Mister Bobby Brown with the song oh, "My Prerogative." See see I mean, this song got so mean. much airplay on any any station around the country with the uh, with the name Power b- uh, behind it. You know what I mean?
3: Mm. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I, anytime I visualize Bobby Brown, I picture a dollar bill hanging out of his nose, <laughs> <laughs> rolled up, rolled up hundred. <laughs> Everybody out there knows that I am not a big fan of Peter Cetera, the way he took over Chicago and made it a ballad band. But good Lord, did they have to smear it in the old Chang's face and give look away (laughs) a number one (laughs) spot on this look away. I I did more than look away from Chicago. I ran away. I turned away. Oh my God. That band sucked once he took over. Now. Yes, he did. This is incredible because look away, "Look
0: away" topped the Billboard 100 for two weeks in December of '88, and it—I it, mean, it—it it took off from there. And Billboard decided, ah, let's just make them number one yeah, for 1989. It's a good fit. It's a good feel. Yeah. What do you think, Tanya? And now, oh gr-
3: Rex, that's a great idea.
0: Now, granted, I—I I, I like Peter Cetera, I like Chicago. Oh, but my God. I don't. Hey, what did you say? I like Peter Cetera. I like Chicago, but I do not agree. They should not be in place number one on the Billboard no, Top One Hundred.
3: They should have a couple of zeros after that number one. Oh, that's, that's your, you're be.
0: just a hater. Anyway, this is back oh. to the eighties radio. When we come back, Toscano and Chang have the much better list. It's our own right. list of the top songs of nineteen eighty nine. Shall we play a Radio is so much different than it was in the 80s. We had it all. The music, the movies, the DJs, and morning shows. Back to the 80s Radio is a show from the 80s in podcast form. We bring the memories from that awesome decade back. Join Toscano and Chang every Friday as they take you on a ride back in time, sharing their experiences and laughs. Stop on by and discover some of the wacky things this crazy duo comes up with. They talk about it all. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the greatest decade. Don't miss the greatest 80s podcast in the world. Back to the 80s radio
3: hey this is Laurie Miller from the first and original expose and you're listening to back to the 80s radio
0: all right you're listening to back to the 80s radio here in the background arguing going head to head toe to toe with the infamous Chang because Ooh. we are just talking and destroying each other behind the curtain oh on, on, on our songs and and you know what we're gonna make you participant. And share yes. in our love and our anger for each other's mm. songs. So, Chang, right. uh, Beast Before Beauty, go ahead oh, and give me that, your number okay. five song. Right. Are, you, are you ready? Yeah, I guess. Because okay, I I, I'm glad. I'm glad you're going to do this. Technically, we shouldn't even do this show. And I'll tell you why. First of all, eighty nine, everything started going down the drain. Uh, number two is I already won the entire '80s contest really? that we had. Yeah, I've won eight. Oh. And you want we'll to claim that ah. hmm. uh, by popular request and demand Okay, of myself, uh, of course, of course, of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, of course.
4: So
3: now
0: seal the deal. You if you think you want this will be your third win. If you and you know what, you might win this year because I don't like this whole list. So Mm-mm. go ahead. Mm-mm.
3: OK, are you ready to go? I may just five? I, I may just forfeit so you can just I just give you the win. That's even better. Just do that now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we don't even talk about the list.
3: All right. All right. Go ahead. All right. My number five hits home with number 43 from the Los Angeles metal band. Great White with Once Bitten, Twice Shy. Boom. Sauce. Point for me. Chang wins this one already. Now this band. Thief. You got to dig. This band was reincarnated so many different times through the years. Uh, They had that fire episode, uh, uh, Jack Russell, the lead singer, taking it here, taking it there. But you know what? Enough of that. Point me and let's crank up that song right there. Number 43 on the top 100 billboard, smash hits of 89. And that is the ever so great rock and roll band of Los Angeles, California. Great White, you are listening to Toscano and Chang, Once Bitten, Twice Shy. That was Great White, Once Bitten, Twice Shy, number 43 on the 1989 Billboard Top 100 Hits. Toscano, you cannot give me a song that isn't even a follow-up, even close to what I just did. You just can't.
0: You know, I'm going to here's, here's, what, here's what's going to happen. First of all, okay. once again, this proves that you steal because you stole oh, one of my songs from my list. But that's OK. We're all used to that. But on a serious note, uh, this song is from the album Ian Hunter, which is kind of an interesting name for an album. This was once bitten twice shy from 197. D5. It was written and recorded by Ian Hunter and his debut solo Ian Hunter, which reached the UK number 14 in their singles chart. And then it was covered in 1989 by who? None other than Great White. So nobody knew that this song was a cover song that they were doing. And it was from Ian Hunter from 1975. This will go and prove to many generations that songs written prior to the 80s, even. They had yeah. so much substance. They were so unique. And it didn't take 11 or 12 writers to write one paragraph. Wow. And this song from Ian Hunter from 1975 became a huge hit in 1989 from Great White, of course.
3: Now, did you like that band?
0: I like the band. I really like this song. This is one of those songs that got me pumped up. You know, every time I hear it, it's like listening to... For example, the songs from White Snake, "Here I Go Again," or mm-hmm. Panama, or or Jump from Van Halen is that that type of song that gets you pumped up, mm-hmm. or like I Have the Tiger. It, it's very similar in in what I feel when I hear mm-hmm. those songs. So yeah, I really really
3: like those. I remember buying uh, uh, Great White's very first EP when they came out, uh, Out of the Night. Uh, I think it had four tracks on it. Uh, That was early 80s. They were a lot more hardcore rock and roll back then. Uh, They were even getting compared to sounds similar to Led Zeppelin. But remember, uh, all you cats and kitties out there, and you too, Toscano, back in the 80s, there was several rock bands, metal bands, that were getting compared to Van Halen, which Great White fell into that kind of a uh, little rut also but that was a great ep if you ever get a chance uh, google that download that and i think you'll like that uh, that uh, ep by great white everybody out there if you don't remember that go ahead and check that out and see if you can get that very first cut of that great band uh great white yeah now Are this you ready is to go
0: to this yeah now this is from the album twice shy from great white you you can find Great songs on this Including on their B-side A song called Slow Ride So Mm -hmm. as Chang said Go on over You know Download it somehow And and get your hands on it And listen to Listen to these albums From beginning to end Here we go Are you ready for mine Number five Number five Is not your cup of tea And I'm going to say I'm going to admit This tells you how much Of uh, honesty And integrity I have brother Because I'm not, I don't think it beats your number five, but it's still a good song that falls in to Billboard's number 83 and my number five from When in Rome with The Promise here on Back to the 80s Radio on K-Hits 92.5. So, Chang, did you know that this song was written in only two days? So, it was written by the three band members. It was Clive Farrington, Andrew Mann, and Michael Floreal. And they wrote it uh, one day with the music. They brought in some lyrics. And the very next day, they were finished with the song. So, uh, it's interesting that it took so, so little to write this song... Yet it made such a big impact in the radio world, coming in at number eleven on the Billboard Hot Top 100 chart. So that's my pick for number five on this list.
3: Go ahead and put another uh, mark on my side for victory after I read my song. Okay, that'll be okay. I'll get ready. I'll get ready. All right, go ahead. Let's hear. Let's hear your classy song. Wow! Now, now you see the way you make it sound so (laughs) cheap and dirty when you say that. So you know what? I'm going to give it to you. All right. Okay. My other song is by Lita Ford and the godfather of metal, Ozzy Osbourne. It fell at number 77 with If I Close My Eyes Forever. Boom. Done. Victory is mine Wow. Winning.
2: <laughs>
3: Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio. This is the Chang. And that was Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne with If I Close My Eyes Forever, a song that a lot of us uh, probably had some tears coming out. It is a very sad song, uh, a very true to heart song. Uh, I I thought, wow, I was very uh, taken that Ozzy would do a ballad with Lita Ford uh, with content like that. But then I also remember Ozzy covering uh, the song Changes with Black Sabbath, which is another Type of a very emotional song on what uh, an individual's mindset is when they're left with that final result of being alone, whether their mate left or their mate passed away or someone that they loved passed away. So I got to tell you, that song, my friend, epic. Lita Ford, of course, everybody knows she was a guitar player for The Runaways, had her own career. She kicked ass, the blonde bombshell, guitar playing, slinging. That song kind of threw a lot of us rockers for a loop. Yeah. Wasn't one of my favorites. I'm not a big metal ballad guy. You know that. For the love of God, Def Leppard sucks. There, I said that. Oh, come on. uh, You had to throw uh, a stab uh,
0: (laughs) at Def Leppard. They're not, you're not even going to mention them. And neither am I on
3: on our list. Why bring them out? Wow. Well, because I saw the list and I just, I saw their name and was like, wow, wow, Armageddon. Wow, what a crappy song, (laughs) what a crappy band.
0: Well, did you know that this song was written by both of them, by Osborne and Ford? Right. And it was the result of an accident in the studio during which they both drank so much, they inadvertently wrote the lyrics to the song together. And it's, as a matter of fact, it's, Lita Ford's highest charting single peaking at number 8 on the US Billboard Hot 100 chart in 89. However, I didn't like this song and I do not like I like the song musically. I do not like any song that talks about that has to do with death. I don't like it. I just don't like it because mm-hmm. it's something that I try to stay away from in my own personal life anything that has to that gravitates towards that even if it sounds good. I do not like it. So, you know, we still play it on K Hits 92.5, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like it. But it's not because of the music or the talent. Totally the opposite. I don't like it for personal reasons, you know. Hmm. That's understandable. And plus it makes it brings I, up all kinds of emotions of people who have passed on that you love, you know.
3: yeah that's, That was my next point. And I think a lot of us, uh, we need to acknowledge that because that is part of life. But uh, a lot of us need to uh, kind of uh, get away from that, you know what I mean, and think of more positive things and better times. Lord knows we have a lot of people out there suffering from depression and and, uh, other emotional setbacks to where a a good poppy song or a song that is positive is always better. That song is truly a sad song. (laughs) Now that you mentioned they were drinking heavily, no wonder such lyrics (laughs) came out because alcohol does uh, cloud the mind to a certain degree, my
0: friend. Well, for my next song, all right, on the list, my number four falls into place number 58 on Billboard's Top 100, and that is Nothing and No One Else But Tears for Fears with Sowing the Seeds of love. Talk to you more about that in just a second here. I'm back to the 80s radio on K Hits 92.5. That was Sowing the Seeds of Love by Tears for Fears, a song that incorporates a number of musical styles and recording techniques, of course. But more importantly, this song was written during election in uh, the UK, and it had an interest in politics and socialism at the time of its release. And it was considered to be one of the most overtly political songs that Tears for Fears had ever recorded. And the lyrics refer to Thatcher's election win with politician granny with your high ideals. Have you no idea how the majority feels? So it's an important, it is a political song. And it goes to show you one more time how in need we are today. Today of songs like this and many others. That talk about reality, but unfortunately, society doesn't allow, doesn't allow that because we don't want to get involved or we don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings or, or the other side just says, you know what, you got to respect everybody. So therefore we don't talk bad about anybody or we don't make anybody feel bad. No, I think, I think that we need to be a little bit tougher than that. We need to go back to, back to the beginning. Great song for me, Tears for Fears, sowing the seeds of love. Good pick, good pick. That's right, that's right. But I won. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, I, I got this point because it's better than death.
3: You're right, you're right. I'll give you that point. All right, but a half point because you cannot, that band cannot beat Ozzy alone. There, Uh, are you ready? Are you ready? I guess. Go ahead. Now, although the Chang did not like this band because they were a bunch of bunch of pretty boys and they did look like a bunch of white lions with that beautiful blonde hair fell in at number 60 from the band white lion when the children cry very sad song thanks grab yourself some tissue yeah crank up the volume bring us down to your ears to some white lion with when the children cry right here at god k hits not at two five where we keep the 80s music vibe alive i should have stayed home Welcome back to back to the '80s radio. Host of what the Dang, heck? Was that? <laughs> that was White Lion with "When the Children Cry." Ah, Toscano, That song. Holy crap! That song sucks. That song. Wow, really? Now you know some do say it sucks. Now I I found the band did suck, but that song kind of pulled on my heartstrings. Every now and then, the Chang likes to have his heartstrings pulled, and that one, anything, and time... Back in the 80s, uh, the discussion of children, whether it be my own or someone I knew or children of another country and the turmoil that we've seen our politics get us into. That song is very befitting when you are a parent or somebody that just cares a lot about mankind. You know what you think about when you hear such uh, devastation in other countries or on our own country. Everybody forgets about the children. Yeah. And that song just always reminds me of that. No matter what fiasco uh, it takes me to in my mind of history, I always think about what about those poor children over there? You know, they're they're there scared, they're crying. Uh, you know, they're looking uh, at, at life as a lot easier. It's supposed to be filled with fun and play. Great song by White Lion, bro. No, it's it's Boom, a really I good
0: won. song. And uh, you know, when I said it sucked, it's because of the sad uh, implication here, but it's totally true. When asked, Mike Tramp's childhood is involved in this. He said he was around five or six when his father left him and his mom with three boys. So without a doubt, his own story was in there. But the song, the what's in writing in this song about no more presidents and all the wars are going to end at the time that Ronald Reagan was a president, just powerful, powerful lyrics, powerful songs. And uh, like I just mentioned before, We need more of this today. All right. Well, thank you for bringing us down. Remind me that uh, when somebody feels down, not to go to you for song uh, requests. No, no. uh, Because, uh, (laughs) yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I was already feeling gloomy. Anyway, the floor and cry. Anyway, let's go on to my pick to make it a little bit smoother. In these times, because falling into place at number three on Billboard's top 100 and falling into my number three is Michael Jackson with Smooth Criminal on the one and only Back to the 80s radio and K Hits 92.5. Don't go away, we'll be right back. That was Smooth Criminal, Michael Jackson from his album. From 1988, recorded, released 1989. Man, fantastic beat as everything else
3: he did. You know that song is Diamond classified, correct? Yep. Rolling Stone, uh, four time platinum.
0: Yep. Rolling Stone wrote that it was his best blend of R and B groove and rock edginess, and it was a turning point in his shift toward the little bit darker and harder edged material that he did. Mm -hmm. So, Michael Jackson, the King of Pop, what do you expect? I just won the entire show with this song. No. Thank no, you. No, Appreciate it. Let's no. end the show here back to the <laughs> 80s radio. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I picked that
3: song too. Makes it a tie. The show has to continue. Two- too bad uh, I didn't hear from you. I know you really pick Cher.
0: Oh, if I can turn back time. My uh, All right. It certainly is a big bun. <laughs> it's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun.
4: Why is the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bum.
0: Where's the beef?
4: At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bum. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Shadow Stevens, and you must listen to Back to the 80s Radio. It's the law.
3: There you go, well, Chang. Ciscano. Are you ready for my number
0: 2, number loss? I am continuously ready to hate on your choices.
3: That is excellent. I love it. I love the hate. I I love the hate. <laughs> Feel the hate. I can penetrate the hate. My number 2 falls in. Here we go. At number 86 oh. on the billboard top 100 hits of 1989 with another great Los Angeles rock and roll band, hometown of Yours truly, Tuscano and Chang. And this one slides in from Guns N' Roses, the third greatest band out of Los Angeles besides Van Halen and The Doors. And my track is Paradise City. Oh. You keep it locked and loaded right there. You are listening to Back. To the '80s radio, right here at K Hits 92.5, and you are sitting in with Toscano and Chang. Let's keep this thing going quickly. Let me make some confetti All so right. I can enjoy my. Baby. That was Guns and Roses' Paradise City, and you are listening to Back to the '80s Radio, hosted by Toscano and Chang, as we slam glam through a 1989 Billboard Top list. As we usually give you their top five, which usually sucks. And the greatest list you'll ever want to listen to coming from yours truly, Toscano and Chang, especially Chang. Six victories in a row.
0: You know, for someone who says and claims to have a deep hate for Axl Rose, you do tend to uh, bring up their music quite a bit. Well, the music is not the man. Oh, oh, no, no. In this case, it is him. How could
3: you even stand listening to his voice if you're so mad at him? It's easy. I just put my Chuck Taylors on, and I admire my new ones because they're bright white. And I re- I go back to that, oh I should have beat the hell out of that midget. But no, I like his music. If oh, I ever saw the boy. guy, I would say, hey, remember these? And then I would kick him right in the throat with them. Yeah. Boom! It's the last thing you
0: would see. For song, my choice that falls into my category number two fell into number Number 68 in the Billboard's Top 100. This is The Cure with Love Song on the one and only Back to the 80s Radio and K-Hits 92.5. We're back. This is Back to the 80s Radio. This is the one and only, one and only The Cure with the song called Love Song. Now,
3: Chang, need I say more? Anytime you bring up uh, The Cure, my taint hurts. I cannot stand that.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, this song is. My taint hurt. It, this song is from the <laughs> album Disintegration.
3: From I wish the it Cure. would disintegrate.
0: It was, of course, a little bit gothic, post punk. It wasn't a song that was trying to be clever, but it took. Robert Smith, 10 years to reach the point where he felt comfortable singing a very straightforward love song. Wow, I wish you would have waited 10 and years. And this is just a, a classic reminder that even bands that you would at least expect uh, could could take something and create something just beautiful, such as the lyrics from the love song. And uh, the, the incomparable voice of Robert Smith, of course. Oh,
3: my God. I, I, I can see you took your sissy pills early this morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it became the band's only top 10 entry in the Billboard Top 100. And it, it charted in number 18 in the U.K., in the top 20 in Canada and in Ireland. And it's been in movies from f- uh, 50 first dates. And uh, even was performed by Adele in her 2011
3: album called 21. There you go. There you go. I just won. Wow. You went uh, from such a wussy artist as Robert Smith, and then you mentioned <laughs> Adele, uh, the lady. Every time she breaks up with somebody or she has something traumatic uh, happen, she cuts a great album. Amazing. Yeah, she's a she's a great artist. Yes. I guess so, but she likes a cure like you, so. Of course. Enough to be said. (laughs) Well. Good Lord. All right. Did you like that? I knew you were going to like it. Oh, that song made my uh, taint hurt.
0: I need ice. I'll tell you what. While you're getting some ice for your taint, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear number one. And don't forget, we do have a very special guest today. Oh. Coming in, of course, Sandy Kay from nice. the Breath of Fresh Air radio show. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Don't miss it. All right. Bring us back with Man, who you number She
3: doesn't like the cure.
0: <laughs> Man. Bring us
3: back with who's in number one. They sure aren't the cure. Okay. Welcome back to Back to the 80s. And I, the Chang, am going to give you my number one. Numero uno. Mas uno. Number one pick. And it fell in at, oh, such a high number, Toscano. Number 70. Wow. The disrespect that this artist got. And also, on the overlooking this artist took in the 80s. Such a phenomenal guitar player. Played with Stevie Ray Vaughan, B.B. King, uh, Jeff Beck. uh, And the guy used to sit down on a chair to play his guitar. You have any ideas who this great guitar player no longer with us is? Who is it, Chang? Who is it? Number 70 (laughs) falls in from the Jeff Healy Band with Angel Eyes. You keep it locked and loaded right there to k hits 925. at You keep on the stroll and the roll with Back to the 80s Radio. Let's take some Jeff Healy and pass it on to his Welcome back to Back to the Age Radio. This is the Chang. You were listening to Angel Eyes by the late, great Jeff Healy and the Jeff Healy Band. Wow! Saw him play with Stevie Ray Vaughan back in the 80s. The dude was awesome. It's my number one song, but evidently the Billboard, the creators of this, do not know real musicians. That was off the album Legacy Volume 1. What a great, great great song Uh, most of that album was written by him and fred caller good god what a great song what a great guitar player sorely missed very incredible that he could play that guitar and he was blind yeah Uh, you know what i mean we have ray charles stevie wonder You you know what i mean and every time you see an individual that is uh kind of uh handicapped i don't like to use that word but has some type of a, a, a physical effect to where they're not uh, as everybody else. Uh, always seems that they withhold some of the greatest talents and special qualities, uh, rather than people that can sing, that can walk, talk, uh, see, hear. You know, and, and a lot of times people uh, categorize them as handicapped. That's why I say I said I don't like to use that word. But really, are they handicapped? or are they just special and stronger in other avenues of their life? Yeah,
0: you know, uh, Jeff Healy came out in the movie Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze yes, and did. Sam Elliott, That's right. and he came out as a character named Cody, so you can catch yeah. him playing at the bar there. I remember that movie very, very well. However, it's not my cup of tea, man. I don't like anything that really sounds a little too uh countryish. It's just not my personal choice. I did like some country back in the 80s, the Oak Ridge Boys, Alabama, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the Jeff Healy band, no, wasn't my cup of tea. So I got to take two points away from you. Sorry. Anyway. Oh, please. Anyway.
3: <laughs> two points. <laughs> wow. Hey, I didn't yeah. see that coming. <laughs> wow. What wow. Wow.
0: This is coming the from Jeff. the man who makes fun of uh, Def Leppard's Whoa. drummer. All right. Whoa. I so got to hand it to them. No. <laughs> Alright, all right, we're going to start getting Malcrow. hate mail It's bad enough for our our thumbs down Alright, my number one Sucks <laughs> My number one is going to just uh, Look, all I'm going to say is hmm? The singer of this song From this band, alone, alone She doesn't alone. have to open Her mouth to sing a single Lyric and she already Won This song that I'm going to talk about right now Became number one hit in nine countries Including Australia, Sweden, the UK, and the United States. The Eternal Flame by the Bengals here on K Hits 92.5 on Back to the 80s radio show. Back to the 80s radio. That was The Eternal Flame by the Bengals with the ever so lovely, the ever so talented, my childhood fantasy, even up till now, the ever oh, so really? beautiful Susanna Hoffs. So. What do you think of The Eternal Flame? Because this was one of those songs that I can hear over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like a mesmerizing song.
3: Now, I have to hand it to you. That song does not beat my song. But, yes, you have to give it to the Bengals. Uh, They were a pretty solid band. When I explain Uh, to you why this song was made, you're going to eat your words. Okay, it was made because
0: they had to fill some time. No, it was not.
3: No. Because uh, they're paying high ends to get their music put up.
0: (laughs) The metaphor of eternal flame was suggested by two eternal flames, Chang. One at the graveside of Elvis Presley at at Graceland, where the Bengals had been given a private tour. And Susanna Hoff said, we were taken out to the Garden of Memories and there was a little box which was supposed to have a, a lit flame, an eternal flame. And it was all about that little flame that was out that should have never have gone out. Gosh, now who's calling now? Gosh, dang it. We're almost done with the show, and now somebody's calling. Back to the 80s radio on K-Hits 92.5. Who is this? Hey, man. How you doing, Toscano? This is me, man.
4: I heard you mention my name a little bit. Is this? Everybody's king, mama. This is Elvis Presley. Singing up here in heaven. I was listening to the radio show. I heard you mention my name. Oh, man, the bangles. You know, man, back in my day, I would have banged them all. <laughs>
0: Bang the king. How is it you got permission to call our show out of the millions of radio shows around the world? Well, man, uh, the reason
4: I called this show is because uh, I love both uh, Tuscano and Chang. They're very dear to my heart. Oh, so you've been liking my list, right? Do you approve that I've been winning every single show? Well, actually, I think you're a pompous ass, and uh, <laughs> I don't like all of your songs, and I don't like all the Chang songs. Sometimes <laughs> I think you guys are a little bit uh, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs>
0: all right. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what do you uh, think? Of, what do you think of uh, Susanna Hoff singing "Eternal Flame"? Well, I'll tell you right now, Susanna Hoff,
4: I, I'm not a big particular fan of uh, you know their music. You've been hanging around with Chang too and, long. Uh, my music. Is the best music. And I actually think if I would have lived into the 80s, this list that you fellas go through time and time again would consist of all my songs and only King songs. <laughs> because Elvis. everybody knows after the King of the Beatles,
0: music died.
4: Can I get some more of them pills and a goddamn
0: Coors man? Uh, Elvis, you sound a little out of breath, Elvis. Uh, what, he got you on a treadmill up in heaven? Jesus has put me on the treadmill and I said
4: hey 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 Jesus Christ man can't be on this treadmill too long and I uh, bring it in boys where's the Memphis Mafia at oh I'm evil oh so evil anyway I gotta get out of (laughs) here heaven's calling my name Tiscano. remember uh ladies and gentlemen out there you ever want to take a family trip uh, go down to Graceland go see my daughter Lisa Marie and my beautiful ex-wife and some of those other whores I slept with back then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go, man. Oh my gosh, uh, Elvis Presley, the ladies and gentlemen. Uh, GCU, Chang. I
3: can't can't believe uh, Elvis. You missed Elvis. What's going on? Ah, uh, you know what, man? I had a feeling he was going to call in when I went to the restroom, and that's funny because I was I was humming. Uh, uh, I Elvis don't I don't want to know it. what you were humming in the restroom. That's okay. I was humming. And I was thinking about a Hummer. You know, (laughs) I want to buy a Hummer. (laughs) One's in the 80s. All right.
0: Let's get back to the list before we get carried on here. Ah, the list that I won, yes. Yes. Okay. So that was my number one. And now it comes down to the wire. Let's see which one is going to reign supreme for our bonus song Of 1989. But first, Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and take a breather. When we come back, they will be our bonus round here on Back to the 80s Radio on the greatest 80s station of all, K Hits 92.5. Welcome, 80s fans. I have been expecting you. You no longer need to listen to any other podcast. You want the 80s, don't you? The longing for it is swelling in you now. Feel the memories coming to you and listen to Back to the 80s. Give in to nostalgia. With each passing moment... You make yourself more of an 80s fan.
2: It is
3: unavoidable. It is your destiny. You don't know the
2: power of Back to the 80s. You, like your childhood, are now
4: mine. <laughs> Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops,
3: wrong station. Now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s, radio hosted by Toscano and Chang. Oh, good Lord. We've got one more song to go on to, Toscano. We do. uh, We do. I want
0: to thank you guys for, for joining us. If you just joined us. You got to go back to the beginning of the program, Ching. Before we mention our bonus round, you know we've been going head to head from 1980 to now, 1989 on Billboard's Top 100 and our Top Five and Top Ten lists. And how about we do this? We let's do something different. Let us mention what the worst song of the entire 80s was for you and for me. Oh, I'll go first if you want. Go first, please. I will go first. I think the most repulsive song I have ever heard in all of the 80s. And it is extremely popular today. The bad thing about it is I don't hate it as much as I used to. And that is
3: none other than the song by the B-52s, The Love Shack. I do like some of the B-52s, but I have to agree that song did suck. Every time that song came out, I I wanted to cut the lining on my speaker so I wouldn't have to set my ears to such pain. That was a crappy song. My friend, how many crappy songs did we have to suffer through in the 1980s? There's a whole decade. Yes, it is. As everybody knows out there, I was not a big glam metal fan either. And there's dozens of glam metal bands I don't like and thousands of glam metal songs that I hate. But the number one song that I hate. Now, this is of the entire 1980s. Out of the entire 1980s belongs to this individual had it not been for MTV nobody would know him except maybe he could have been a stunt double for Elton John with bad hair and that is no other than Thomas Dolby and the crappy song she blinded me with science I hated the song I hated the video I hated the sight of that guy I hated the old man in the video
0: she blinded me with science (laughs) Uh, uh, I love that song Oh, because you know what? When that song came out, it came out the first time I heard it was on KROQ in Los Angeles. And they used to play that song a lot. It's from their album, The Golden Age of Wireless. Yes. I I loved She Blinded Me With Science. And I still
3: love that song. That song makes me (laughs) swallow my own vomit. That's how bad I hate that song.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we just wanted to mention is the worst Mm -hmm. song from all. 1980s decade. Now, what is your uh, worst song? Go ahead and drop us a little note through our Facebook direct message or just send us a little note by email at back the number two eighties 80s radio, back to the 80s radio at gmail.com. And let us know what is your pick for the worst song of the entire decade of the 80s. Now, back to our list. We are yes. on our bonus round in Chang. This is your last song for the entire decade. Make it a good one in spite of Billboard's top 100 crappy song choices. Oh, are you ready for my song? Now I know you're going to hate it. I'm for, I already do. I haven't even heard it.
3: <laughs> I love that. I love that you are so keen and perceptive <laughs> to pass on to the hate of me. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, this song from this artist, as you know, play the, ba- play the drums. In a great, famous band from Los Angeles also. And this song falls in at number 99 on the Billboard Top 100 Hits of Uh, that year. Eagles, frontman, drummer, Don Henley. With a song that is so befitting to this show, this decade. And a lot of the memories that you and me have stirred up for people. Or have stirred up on our own. And this song is none other than This is the End of Innocence. You are listening to Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio from K Hits 925, where we keep the 80s vibe alive. This is the Chang. Yes, claiming victory once again as I have defeated my partner in crime, Toscano. Ah. Toscano, what can you say about that song? Don Henley nailed it with solo albums throughout the 80s, first created of all, one of the greatest harmonizing country rock bands out of Los Angeles during the 70s with the Eagles, Don Henley. That is rock royalty, rock greatness. No, that is California, homegrown, top of the top of the shelf, Greenery. As you can get. I'm going
0: to reserve my comments and I want everybody to know this. And I'll tell you my reasons for this. First of all, the reason why you heard such a short, uh, even clip uh, on podcast is because of Mr. Don Henley's comments himself saying that he will sue anyone who doesn't have permission to play his music personally. So we can only play his song on K hits, and I do it reluctantly. And for that reason alone, I reserve my comments on what I think of him and the Eagles. Now, this is a band that I used to enjoy listening to, but after listening to the comments and and uh, pretty filled with hate, it's not just a matter of look. Uh, if you don't play my songs without uh, permission, I'm going to sue you. It's not just about that. It's what he was saying. You got to find it. It's some interview. I'm going to reserve my comments on Don Henley. How's that? Because you don't want to hear it. You don't want to know what I really think. And we'll leave it at that. Anyway. I applaud
3: you. Yeah. I applaud you. So I'll say it for you. He sucks for his comments. He's an egotistical jackass lost in the past. He's bitter, gotten older. Uh, The Eagles are no more. Uh, he's not relevant, so of course he's going to want to go ahead and slash everybody that wants to listen to his music. Of course, because he's not going to go out there and make great hit music anymore. So I'll say it for you. Yes, I think he's a pompous ass. Yes, I'm a big fan of the Eagles. I'm a fan of Don Henley's music, but what he stands for as a human being and what he said with his comments, yes, he's a degenerate jackass that is a little bit too old and bitter. There, I said it for you, and I said it out of the way that I would like to, out of my yeah. heart. Good, 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 because that
0: is ten times less of what I think. Anyway,
3: wow, uh, very good.
0: So let's go on to in there. let's go <laughs> let's go into my bonus round, and with this song, I am going to destroy your entire list. And the reason I'm going
3: to destroy okay. your entire list can you give is- me a minute? I'm, I assume I'm going to vomit with uh, your pick. Hold on, okay, I'm ready to go. Hold on, all right, hold on. Let me get the bar bag ready. All right. Is your barf bag ready? Yeah. yeah. I can breathe and listen.
0: So let me me tell you my pick. All right. You're hyperventilating already. Excited. This song ranked at number one on Billboard Top 100 and number five on the mainstream rock charts from the album New Jersey. Then a hit in 1989. This is number 39, Born to Be My Baby. Back to the 80s. K hits 92.5. This is back to the 80s, K-Hits 92.5. That was Bon Jovi with New Jersey, a song that was done in all black and white on their video from the New Jersey album. When it was launched on MTV, it was a very, very, very low budget video. Shot only in the studio, but that's all they needed because this song rocked. This is a song that stands out and Bon Jovi used to sing it. Uh, when he could sing <laughs> at every concert, so this is this is one of their great songs, "Born to Be My Baby," and uh, thank you. I, uh, I just won, I just won the entire list. Thank I, f- I you.
3: find uh, your homage to uh, Bon Jovi uh, very missy-eyed for me because uh, <laughs> it's about time that his voice finally caught up with the music, as in, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You know what would be great if one day maybe Bon Jovi – I don't like those comments that Chang's always making about me. He's not. He can't come and eat at my restaurant. <laughs> this
0: is back to the 80s radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Sandy Kay from the Breath of Fresh Air radio show and podcast. Don't miss it. We're going to be right
4: Commercials, bad. Music, good. Now with zero commercials. Please help support and send
1: your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. All
0: right, welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio. As promised, right before the break, I mentioned to you that we have a very special guest direct from Australia. A wonderful young lady by the name of Sandy Kay, who's produced and presented her own show called A Breath of Fresh Air. It's been airing since May of 2020, and the program is now a regular on more than 150 radio stations across the globe. She's a journalist, a broadcaster, so follow her passion and her music at a breath of fresh air, radio show and podcast. It's such a pleasure. I know you're on the other side of the world for us. Thank you for taking the time to be on Back to the 80s Radio.
1: Hey, my absolute pleasure to be with you.
0: You are (laughs) in charge of a music magazine. Fill us in on the details. We kind of forget what is a music magazine what is your music magazine in particular? Because on your podcast site, I know one of the phrases that you say, it's a deep dive into the hits. So talk to us about your music
1: magazine. It's called, as you said, A Breath of Fresh Air. And it originally started out as a radio show, which was pretty fast paced, six minutes an interview, six interviews every hour. And uh, on it went. I built this 52-minute show that now features three guests. My first segment, and I, I tend to concentrate, as you said, it's a deep dive into the hits, but it's specifically the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the music that I grew up with that so many of our listeners grew up with. And for me, that's, they were the best times in music. I, I, I think they were the best times, whether I grew up in that era or not, they haven't really made as good music since. But the guys that I was completely enamored with when I was 14, 15, 17 years old, I started reaching out to them during the pandemic when I began A Breath of Fresh Air, and I wanted to talk to them. I, I wanted to find out what makes them tick, what went on behind their songs, what they're doing these days, how they're faring, how the lives that they've led leading up to this point have worked out for them, whether they've got regrets, whether they whether they're happy with the way things went. So just a really warm fireside chat with as many of my favourites and my listeners' favourites as possible. My first segment concentrates on old guys in inverted commas who are making new music. So we, talk, we do talk about the new music out there today, but it's from the, the acts of the 60s, 70s, 80s, probably more so 70s and 80s who are making new music today. The second segment concentrates on one hit wonders. And I love, I'm a journalist, Mario, and one of the greatest skills that I've developed over 40 years in the profession is the ability to find anybody anywhere. I was researching and finding, tracking down people, a lot of the big names when I produced for radio, you know, years and years ago, before the internet started. And my kids look at me today and go, how did you ever do anything before the internet? But we did. We had a telephone and we had a phone book and we had, you know, local stores in local towns that you'd call and you'd go step, 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 step until you found that person. So it's relatively easy finding people today. So one hit wonders, I like to dream up all of the one-hit wonders that I remember from back in the day and find where these guys are now. So I've I've found lots of them, people like. Some of them might be too old for you, for you to remember, but there was Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs who did that. I think that was the first record I ever fell in love with. It was a song called Little Red Riding Hood. There was a guy called Jim Stafford who did the song Spiders and Snakes, Frida Payne who did Band of Gold. So a lot of them that were super hits at the time, I I've, I've tracked them down, found them said, what are you doing today, guys? How, how are you faring today? Merrily Rush. She had a fabulous one hit wonder called Angel in the Morning, Angel of the Morning. Yeah, of course. It was an awesome song. So it's like who knew Merrily Rush lives on a farm? She's bred horses all her life since that hit. Um she does occasionally still perform. They've all got wonderful backstories and I couple those with the music to kind of take everybody back and the final segment of my show belongs to my listeners. That's their chance to request the artist that they'd like to hear from. So whether it's a one hit wonder person that they want to track down or whether it's a, an artist they may not have heard of or thought of for years and years, they can just write to me through the website. Um, and that is a breath of fresh You have to put the au on for Australia and say, gee, I haven't heard from X for so many years. I wonder what they're up to. And I'll do my very best to track them down and find them. So I found people like um, Ray Stevens, we caught up with him. We caught up with Randy Backman from Backman Turner Overdrive and the Guess Who to see what he was up to. I caught up with George Thorogood, the, the original bad boy of, of rock and roll. Elvis Costello, I had on recently. Gordon Lightfoot, I tracked him down. He was a, a huge favourite of so many people. I think of all the stars that I've interviewed, His fan base is the largest and it always surprises me. I put up a a, a Facebook post of Gordon Lightfoot and it literally skyrockets. Thousands upon thousands and thousands of people like or comment on it. So we had a chat to Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, and many of these guys are really getting on. So Gordon's like 83 years old now. I talked to Chris France from Talking Heads. Not that he's that old, but he was another one somebody requested. Yeah. Ann Wilson from Heart, Steve Lukather from Toto, we caught up with him to see you know, how Toto was going and he was back making music again and his son had joined him and lots going on in his life. Mike Campbell, who used to play with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, he now has a band called Mike Petty and the Dirty Knobs, who you, you've probably seen play around. Sure, often. sure. So that's what I do. I love, I spend my entire week chatting to all of these guys, much to the chagrin of my partner who says you're always working. You never have time to talk to me. I said, hey, you're not really as interesting.
0: (laughs) Sandy, when I heard your show the very first time, anybody who's a broadcaster from a prior lifetime, let's say, can tell the difference between a podcast and a radio show, although it's presented in the podcast platforms or forums, right? And so when I heard yours, it was a literally, sincerely, no pun intended, it was a breath of fresh air for me. Let's talk radio a little bit and go kind of far back. This is, you know, a show of the 80s, but we'll kind of mix it up here. Talk to us a little bit about your experience in in radio, you know, when you first started and, you know, where it's going now.
1: I I hate to admit it, but I started in radio in about 1978. I, I ran away from a law degree at university. My father was so disgusted that I left this was going to be this profitable professional career and and I wanted to join the media and I I ran away and anybody who knows Australia will know the Gold Coast here in Queensland and I was such a stupid young idiot I took a, a a pretty girlfriend with me and we approached the program director on the Gold Coast and I said have you got any work for us I was kind of the mouthpiece and she was this beautiful blonde gorgeous looking girl and we were pretty young and uh, he said to me, well, I've got one job, you know, you, I need kind of those promotion girls, you know, that wear the sash and bikinis and go out on the beaches and do the callbacks to the station going, you know, come down here, we've got prizes. And I said, you know what, we'll take the job. I was too stupid to even realise that that would mean that we would share the wage. And we we had a great time, but we starved for just over a year before I gave that one up. That was my first foray into radio, but I loved it. I loved the immediacy of radio. I then got a job doing traffic reports, and it was in the days when, you know, the traffic, w- w- well, it wasn't as heavy as it is now, and certainly traffic reports were just at their very early formative stages. So I hassled this news director for three months solid. Every single day I would ring him. I- I'm tenacious, if nothing else. And I would ring him finally after three months. He was worn down quite some and said, all right, Sandy, come in. You can do a shift on do the traffic for us. I got on the radio. I didn't know a thing about doing traffic reports. And I started telling them all to stay off this road because (laughs) this was how I wanted to get home. So they should all go another way. And I just played with it. Somehow he liked it. A few weeks later, he said to me, would you like to read the news? I said, yeah, sure, I'd love to read the news. I mean, I had tried to become a trained journalist. At the time, there was only a school that would take 30 students from the whole country, and they didn't want me. So I had to learn on the job. It was very sink or swim. I started reading the news, and also in those days, female voices on radio were unheard of. Yeah, The male jocks would say that female voices were much too high to be broadcasting. They needed to be out in the secretarial room. Really? Yeah. So it was a totally male newsroom. I got on air and started reading the news in the only way I knew how. And I had a massive revolt in the newsroom over the next few weeks because all of these serious uh, national sort of NPR-type journalists. Oh,
0: the know-it-alls, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they all said, if you don't sack this girl, we're all resigning, we will leave you with a newsroom with no people in it. And the poor news director, who really loved my kind of irreverent, off-the-wall type style, said to me, look, I'm sorry, Sandy, I have to let you go.
0: Wow, what a way to manipulate the situation on those guys.
1: I, uh, I drove home on that road that I'd told everybody to clear off a few weeks earlier with tears streaming down my face. I'd been fired for the very first time. As it turned out, that made the newspapers, the newspapers, I got picked up by a rather radical broadcaster at the coolest radio station that was the most hip radio station at the time and I started uh, researching there and he taught me a lot about researching and reaching out for people and writing and producing segments and doing all of that. So I've been doing it for a long, long time. I uh, My next firing happened when I worked as a producer for a morning announcer at another radio station and you'd know yourself, Mario, that radio was such that you would just hop from one radio station That's to exactly
0: another. what it is, you'd, yeah.
1: You'd be in one job for six months, you'd jump across to another station, you'd jump somewhere else. It was a very fluid industry. People right. were moving around all the time.
0: Turnaround Anyways, was incredible, yeah.
1: And you always got another job because there was only X amount of people that were actually working in it and competent. But uh, when, I, when I worked in this one radio station producing for The Morning Host, I loved to reach out to the US to find big name acts for as guests for this host. He was doing morning radio and, you know, I wanted to find the best of the best for him. But in those days when you used the telephone from Australia to America, it cost a fortune. Of course,
0: it must have been like seven or eight dollars a minute or more.
1: So they sacked me because I ran the telephone uh. bill up too high. <laughs> I did get the guests. I remember I was the only person to bring. Um, Mickey Rooney onto the line to bring Muhammad Ali on as a guest. I had all sorts of guests going on, but they couldn't afford the phone bill. So when you ask me how it's changed, that's certainly one way.
0: You know, everybody here who loves the 80s, especially who listened to any kind of 80s radio show, always brag about how great it was back in the 80s, how radio was back in the 80s. And right. now I remember when I was a kid and all of us who grew up back then, we always used to want the the DJ to shut up you know, because they would talk over the intro and we, you know, we had the the ghetto blasters, the tape players we'd like to record and we'd be like, holy smokes, just shut up. We have noticed how important it is for, for there to be a radio personality. And we don't have that anymore as we did. What about in Australia? Did you, did you find that you used to identify like, oh, I got to listen to the radio at a certain time because that's when my person is coming on.
1: Absolutely. I think we're exactly the same. What you need to know about Australia is that we took the best from America and the best from the UK and a little smattering of our own little culture and and put it all together. So we were getting stuff from everywhere, and we were emulating both all the stuff in the States and the stuff in the Uh, UK. You you must have
0: great radio. we,
1: We had awesome radio. We had fabulous personalities. But unfortunately what there is today, and I don't know if it's the culture in the States now too, is that all the morning or actually all the radio personalities as they are today are comedians they're all stand up comedians yeah. have you got that
0: yeah we've got that however how what's happened here in the united states you know is with all this political correctness and uh you can't really say anything to offend anybody anymore uh everybody's afraid to say anything so the type of comedy is you can't compare it i mean you cannot say what for example, even what we say on Back to the 80s radio, we wouldn't be able to say it on FM radio. We'd be shut down. We'd be fired. So, yeah, really. yeah I hear it's, you. Uh,
1: it's, it's losing a lot. And you talk about the demise of radio as such. I mean, that's partly the reason for it. It used to be irreverent. It used to be fun. And, and you're 100% right. It used to be personality driven and music as well. It was just a great combination. And I think that that's where the podcasting industry is going. All the people that get on there that want to give podcasting a go and it's a free-for-all for everyone, as we know, but all the ones that kind of drone on and just like to hear the sound of their own voices and don't really seem to be giving the audience anything, I think they are going to tailor off and just kind of fade away. I My prediction will be that podcasting will be the next radio, that all those FM stations, AM stations and the like, will kind of just fade into the background and more and more people will get into podcasting. I mean, there's already so many of of different ages, um, but I I think we're in for Boomtown.
0: Talk to us about the 80s music and talk to us about what, what made it so great.
1: It was so energetic. It was so alive. It was so out there. Um, I just came in yesterday from seeing a, a preview of the new David Bowie movie the the documentary that's been done on him and David Bowie in the 80 s kind of really represented where music was at we'd gone through the 70s the 60s with all the peace and love and everything and it had to reinvent itself again so the 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 talking heads the Um, David Burns and all of those sort of people were trying to reinvent music one more time and they had to get more out there than what the 70s had been. They they had total freedom of expression and they could go in any direction that they wanted to go, so whether it was following the punk movement or whether it was following the soft rock movement or, or whatever, but they were creating a whole new genre that became 80s. So people like Katrina and the Waves, and I think the 80s actually saw more female singers fronting bands too. Katrina from Katrina and the Waves told me that when she first started, she was the feature of the band simply because she was female. So that was a whole trend that started too, Chrissie Hind and the Pretenders, a whole bunch of them that that got out there. The female voice was getting more accepted and people could go anywhere they wanted with music. What is it that you like most about '80s music?
0: The variety, a different freshness, a taste. You know, we had that famous side B of records that nowadays people go, "What the heck is a side B?"
1: They even say, "What the heck is a record?"
0: So we had that side B that you go, like, "Oh, oh, oh!" I didn't know they had this song when you know when it played on the radio. It was just that fresh variety, and for me, listening to music had so much of that
1: it was a time also when all of those genres were actually named weren't they that you you could classify each. yes they pigeonholed themselves they they all just started new categories yeah it was a very exciting time for music what do you
0: think music is going now
1: I think that we've seen it come full circle I think that it was kind of lost for quite a while as you said post 90s It kind of lost its way, and I I don't think that the kids growing up in those generations will remember music as fondly when they've grown up from that era as we do from ours at all. But I think now that it's, I think everything's cyclical. Life is cyclical, and I think it's kind of coming back. So you see the revival of all these 60s-type sounds that a lot of new guys are doing. The 70s sounds are back. The 80s sounds are kind of coming back again too by by a new generation of musicians. So I think we're into a whole new cycle again.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because now we see children, and I literally mean children, wearing shirts from artists from the 80s. They have no idea who they are. They just think it looks cool. But a lot of it is due to television and Hollywood because of Stranger Things, you know, the the TV series and things like that. But also thanks to people like you that take their time to get these guests, that take the time to do the research and to ask the questions and to make people understand and introduce those eras that in a way are not known by the newer generation. I can't thank you enough for what you're doing with a breath of fresh air and keep that up. And I hope that we get the chance either to go to Australia or for you to come over and uh, pay us a visit because we would love to sit down and do a show together.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, Mario. I'm hoping to be there next year. That would be good. If you get here sooner, definitely let me know. I would absolutely love that. And it's so good that we're both keeping the music of the 60s, 70s and 80s alive and introducing it to new generations. I just love that opportunity and I'm grateful to you for having me on the show and for letting your listeners know about my little show, A Breath of Fresh Air. Thank you for having me.
0: That's A Breath of Fresh Air with Sandy Kay. Go out there and listen to her now. We'll be right back. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Now, if it's
4: totally tubular, rad or awesome, it's on Back to the 80s.
0: This is Back to the 80s Radio. That was Sandy Kay that you heard from the Breath of Fresh Air radio show and podcast, of course. Don't forget to catch her on every podcast platform that you listen to your shows on. As we say goodbye to the 80s in uh, Billboard fashion, of course, uh, we've spent a lot of time, many weeks, talking about Billboard's top songs and our top songs for the 80s. And we know that we love and we hate some songs. It all forms a part of of an era of a time that will never be again. This is the soundtrack, good or bad. It's all the soundtrack of our life. And with this, I want to leave you guys with Steelheart and She's Gone. And remember that this is a decade that, that has made a mark in our life to the point that even now we continue to talk about. There's a whole new generation getting to be able to discover the 80s. Even our listeners, our listeners in the groups that even go to high school are listening to us. So having said that, Chang, talk to you
3: next week. Ladies and gentlemen, before we release you to another Changtastic week, remember to be strong and never, ever give up. Remember, you matter. Always stand up for yourselves or stand up for something bigger than yourselves. And yes, we say goodbye to the Billboard Top 100 list of the 80s and as uh toscano said uh, saying goodbye to this list it's not saying goodbye to our show just a part of our past part of our history uh for a lot of us out there that are from the 80s the 80s will always be our youth our strength our fun our good our bad our hard greatest memories of our lives And the 80s for the old Chang will always be that youth that I remember and uh, my children. Uh, God bless all four of my kids out there. I love you girls with all my heart. So everybody out there, remember, love one another because tomorrow is not promised. We will see you again next Friday with another sensational show. I bid you an adios. Arrivederci. Hasta mañana. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vega. Sayonara to all my homies and everybody across the land from O.C. to L.A. All right. Recorded 1989
0: and released in 90. This is Steelheart. She's gone.
2: wrong i'm too late i was so